HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. For more information, visit www.rt11.com. Today's program is brought to you by Tabard Inn, new American cuisine in one of Washington, D.C.'s oldest hotels, located in DuPont Circle. For more information, visit tabardin.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hello, this is Dana Cowan, and you are listening to Speaking Broadly on Heritage Radio Network. I am here in Portland, Oregon, for an on-the-road conversation with one of my favorite people, Jen Lewis. I've known Jen for a decade, um, ever since she opened her first restaurant, and that was Lincoln, um, and then followed her to Sunshine Tavern and followed her still to to Ray, and was always a huge admirer of um, her delicious food and her intense, intense um, ethic. So, Jan, welcome. Thank you for having me. Just speaking I've always been a fan, too, so it's mutual. (laughs) That's, um, I like hearing that. Thank you. Yeah. So... How did you end up in this grand world of cooking? You know, I think it was uh, on accident. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be creative. And I didn't really think about that when I was a kid, but I, I couldn't draw and I couldn't paint. And I found myself always really kind of frustrated. Like, I would do little art projects, but they were really simple and I wasn't very satisfied with them. And as I got older, um, there, was, there was really nothing creative that I could do. And um, I enjoyed music, but I wasn't really great at playing. And after college, I got a job on a fluke cooking for the uh, North Carolina Outward Bound School. It, I, was, I was like a base camp cook for the, um, the base camp directors and course directors. 
And I seem to remember that you did that with no experience. I did. Right. You were like, yeah, I think I can do that. Yeah. I have a friend who, um, we went on an outward bound course together several years prior. She worked for them. She was their cook and she was going to start instructing courses. And she said, well, I'm leaving the cook job, so you should take it. And I looked at her and, you know, I said, I've never cooked. I I don't, (laughs) I don't, I've never cooked for anyone, but I, I really like it. And I begged my way into the the job but why do you even think to beg your way in like you had no idea I didn't but it sounded really nice like I was living in, in Southern California I'm like I could go to North Carolina I've never been there uh-huh. uh, and I can hang out with my friend all summer and and I could do outdoorsy stuff and I did it and I drove by myself in my car oh my goodness uh, from Southern California to North Carolina and I made all these awesome stops on the way it was my first kind of long road did trip. you research it not really. I just knew where I had friends. And so I would drive these, you know, some longer and some shorter legs. And it was really fun. I, I remember going, I'd, I'd never been to Kansas. And I had, I had a friend <laughs> who I had met backpacking in, um, in Europe, like the summer before. And she went to school in um, Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> and that was super fun. I spent a couple nights there. Super random. And, and so I, I kind of collected, you know, all these little trips, made it out to North Carolina. And I started cooking. And it was like the greatest thing I've ever done. I, I would go to sleep um, with a pad and paper and, you know, and pen next to my bed. And I would write down what I wanted to make. And I'd wake up in the middle of the night and make notes. And, and that was it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, that's, that's that thing that lets me be creative. I get it. And, and it was cool because after, you know, so that was back in 90, uh, 95, maybe? 94? Yeah, 94, 95. And I... I know that all the years I've been cooking, I can tell you that it was, you know, I had been a chef at the restaurant. Um, I'd had a catering business for a long, long time that I ran myself. But it wasn't probably until around 2008, 2009. Um, no, even later than that. Maybe, maybe around the time I got Best New Chef in 2012 that it all kind of clicked. And then I really got creativity. And it's, it's that thing when you feel so solid you can move pieces around and you'll know they fit together. I love that notion. And do you think that just comes from cooking a lot? Like, yeah, for sure. Just over and over and over. And then something is just so much within you that you can be more playful. Yeah. And knowing a lot. Like, so it's not, you know, for me, I, I am not just a cook of one genre. I like, I like culture. And so I like to learn about ingredients from all different cultures. So I know what I can mix and what I can't. Um, but there's always new ingredients to play with. So it's kind of that vast learning. So that gumption that it took to get in your car, to drive across country, to do it on your own, I have to say, and then do something you've never done before. Do you feel like that's a theme that has repeated itself throughout your life to date? Yeah, it, it has. It's 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 one of those things that people notice, but I don't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people have called me brave for a lot of different kinds of things in my life, and it's not something I think about. Like, and and it's it's kind of a subjective thing, maybe. I don't know. It, it's something that is just normal, or I have to do this, or it needs to get done, um, or I want to do this, and no one's going to make it happen for me. I just do. And for some people, that's brave or whatever, but it's just, I don't know. Well, you have an idea and you go after it. Yeah, yeah. It sounds mostly. Yeah. And um, so 
the right now you have a restaurant Ray, um, but you're really looking to get out of the restaurant business. I am. This is um, a huge move. Yeah. And I think at this moment in time, there are actually a number of people who are rethinking the restaurant business for many, many reasons, right? Um, the business itself is more challenging because of rent, labor um, costs. Right. Um, but that question of where do you go from here is very complex. Absolutely. You know? Um, so can you tell me, like, what brought you to this point of saying, you know what, like, I'm actually going to close this chapter? I think, I, I'm not a fan of the word brave, because I think it's something that one feels inside and one does it, so it's neither brave, nor, it's just who you are. Right. But still, you've been outsized successful. And so closing that book is a very big deal. How did you get there? You know, honestly, it was a decision or a notion that came to me one day at home. Um, I, it, was one of, it was a day off, and I was just doing things around the house. And it literally in my head popped in, you don't have to do this every day. And I started thinking about it, and, I, and it's many things. And I, was, I started to think about it, and the I just wasn't enjoying it like mm-hmm. I used to. And I started thinking about that I feel really accomplished. I feel like I've done a lot of really cool things. Uh, I've been able to see a lot of incredible things. I've made friendships and relationships that are so deep and special and um, meaningful. Uh, And I feel really lucky. And I've gotten some really wonderful um, recognitions and, and accolades that I didn't set out to get. It just happened, and that, that, that feels really good. Um, and I feel like I've done it. Like, I, I don't feel like... There is that really strange notion that if you're successful, you just need to keep going. And the idea that everything isn't forever is something that, in terms of careers, I don't know that people think about very often. You know, that like, I want to do this forever. That's sort of how you go into it. And restaurants in particular, it seems like the assumption if you choose not to is that something's gone wrong when in fact the wisest... all the time now. It's you hilarious do. to me. People are like, well, oh, it must be terrible like, for oh, you. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why? Yeah. You know, I'm choosing this and I want to, um, I want to change my life. Um, but I call it the, it's, it's, I call it the teacher in the classroom syndrome. So you know how when um, you're a little kid and you go to the grocery store with your mom or your dad, and all of a sudden you see your kindergarten teacher in the grocery store. And I remember this. <laughs> I remember this. It was it was Alpha Beta in in Upland, California, when I was a little kid, and Mrs. Novak was in the grocery store, and I was just floored. And I'm like, no shit, Mrs. Novak is in the grocery <laughs> store, and it's like the teacher in the grocery store. Like, I couldn't believe that the teacher wasn't in the classroom. And I've always thought of that. And, and like, I'm not going to die in a restaurant. Like, we all <laughs> want to retire, too. We want to relax. And, you know, the business is so, so stressful. And I've had a lot of stress in my life. And I'm choosing to um, live a, a different pace and I love it. I've already started it because I couldn't wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you still have your restaurant and... Yeah, I'm doing both right now. Yeah. But it's really nice. It's something that... 
I don't know. I think when you, it's like it's like getting a hamster on the wheel, like you just can't stop. And I started to miss things that I didn't miss before. Um, holidays, um, events that friends were having that I always said, oh, sorry, I have to work tonight. But I wanted to go to those. And so it was it was just time. I, I like that notion that we all do evolve. And, you know, if you shut down all those things, you have to just listen, listen to, um, you know, what goes on in your own head and and recognize, you know, when those changes happen instead of like, you know, shoving them down in a, in a box.